Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Joining us now is an American author and syndicated radio host. His new book is called Is Atheism Dead? And it's available everywhere. I think I think the question itself is fascinating. So I think you're going to find this interview fascinating. Uh, please join me in welcoming Eric Metaxas to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. All right. Good morning, Eric. How are you? I'm I'm great because I'm speaking to my friend, Judge Janine <laughs> Pirro. I love you. I'll talk to you about anything. And if you want to ask me about my book, even better. Okay. All right. Well, the, the, the love is reciprocal, and I thank you for that, especially the day after Christmas. Uh, and uh, for those of you who may not know him, and I'm sure there are very few of you in New York City who don't know him, uh, Eric graduated from Yale University, and uh, he has written many New York Times best-selling uh, books from Fish Out of Water, Martin Luther, If You Can Keep It, uh, Bonhoeffer, Miracles, Seven Women, Seven Men, and Amazing Grace. He's written more than 30 children's books, including the bestsellers Squanto and the Miracle of Thanksgiving and It's Time to Sleep, My Love. Um, and his books have been translated into more than 25 languages. And I, I had to do that, Eric, because you're just you're more than just an American writer and a uh, radio show host. I mean, you are you're pretty smart there. And uh, so I want to <laughs> you really are. But you're more than that. You're a fun person. So let's just talk for a minute about uh, what why the title is Atheism Dead. I suspect it's a retort to uh, the New York Times uh, cover that said is God dead. Yes. And so that yeah. must now, have inspired you to write a whole book. How did that happen? Well, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. And by, by the way, before I answer the question, is atheism dead? You know, I'm a New Yorker. I was born in New York, in Queens. I've lived in New York. But there's a lot of New Yorkers uh, who don't know about me. So I'm thrilled, thrilled <laughs> to have a New Yorker. I'm, you know, I mean it. Uh, I know you do. I know you do. My whole life, and it's, it's, it's great. I am, an, I am a New Yorker by God's grace. Uh, I'm not woke. Uh, I got a good education at Yale and miraculously uh, didn't go woke or crazy. Uh, So it's kind of, you know, (laughs) it's, but the book, uh, the book is Atheism Dead. I have to say there, yes, the reason I titled it that is because my, my thesis in the book is that, you know what, in 1966, when Time Magazine put out this famous cover article, Is God Dead?, all of the intelligentsia, you know, of, of that time thought they're wrong, but they thought, you know, science is pushing God out of the picture. It's pushing faith out of the picture. And all the smart people, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're no longer going to we're going to no longer going to go with the idea that God is reasonable to think about. It's, it's rational. We're, we're, we're going to. So they put this in the middle of America's living rooms. It had been percolating, you know, in the universities and stuff. But it comes right into the middle of middle America in 1966, Time magazine. And, and what I say in the book is that roughly since then, and you know this, the, the elites, the media, they kind of got stuck on the narrative that the idea of God is going out. Science is pushing God out. And they kind of believe that and they kind of live in that reality, even though most Americans do not live in that reality, but they kind of acted like, well, the smart people know. Well, here's the irony, and that's why I wrote the book. The irony, and this is the delicious irony, is that since about that time, in the decades since then, science has more and more and more been proving 
that there is no way that the universe, this planet, life could conceivably exist without an intelligent designer, creator who we know is God. There's no way. But but, but Eric Metaxas, you and I both know that there are people who believe just the opposite, that in the decades yeah. since that, that yeah. uh, Time magazine cover, that they've proved over and over again the Big Bang Theory. Well, let me let me let me just put it this way. Just because somebody so so the question is atheism dead. I would say based on what I have in this book alone, there's way more evidence. But the evidence pointing to God becomes so clear. It is now so clear as we're talking on the phone that if you dare to look at it, you will you will it won't be possible for you to be an intellectually fulfilled atheist. You're going to say, okay, maybe I'm an agnostic. I got questions about God. There's things about the Bible I don't get. I don't agree with. That's fine. But the idea to be an atheism, that's off the table, right? That's off the table. And so what I find interesting, though, is that when I put the question out there, is atheism dead? The short answer should be yes. But a lot of people say, I'm an atheist. I'm alive. And I think, look, just because there are people that believe the earth is flat doesn't mean we take that seriously. There will always be people who will say, I believe this, I believe that. But the point is there's certain things. And, and so when I discovered all of this evidence for, for God, for God, and then I did uh, – the, the first part of the book is science, which is the most dramatic, I think, because you can't believe science is going to point to God. We're always been – So been give, us, give us evidence, Eric Metaxas, that the uh, – Oh, ev- now you want evidence. evidence. Yes. What are you, some judge? You've got to see the evidence? <laughs> All right. I am a yeah, practicing evidence, Catholic, but I still need evidence. No, no, you're you're right. You're right. We want to. This is the irony: is that we want to be rational. We want our faith to be rational. And what I'm what I'm saying, and I'll give you evidence in a second. But I'm saying is that it is rational. Not only is is faith compatible with science, and not only is now science pointing to faith, but if it weren't for Christian faith. Science as we know it never would have come into being. People act like they're, they're enemies. That's nonsense. It was the Christian faith that in the 16th and 17th centuries gave us what we call modern science, a scientific revolution. So we're, the whole narrative is screwed up, and that's why I wrote the book. But evidence, I would say the, the most clear evidence mm-hmm. is Christopher Hitchens, who was the famous atheist some years ago, was asked, what's the best argument on the God side? You've debated all these Christians and Muslims, but what, what is your – what, what do you say is their best argument? He said that's easy. He says it's the fine-tuned argument. Now, a lot of people don't know what that is. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It's, this, it's very simple. In the last you know, 50 years, science has gotten to the point where it can see things it couldn't see when Darwin wrote his book, uh, right. when Einstein was alive. What can science see today? Science sees a number of things, many things. I'll just give a couple examples. That if it was just you know two percent greater or two percent less, the whole thing would f- fly apart, right? Mm-hmm. Like for example, science now could tell us that the size of the Earth, if it wasn't exactly the size it is, if it was just a couple of percent bigger, there would be no life. If it was a couple of percent smaller, there would be no life. When you hear that, you go, "What? How come I didn't learn that in school?" Well, they didn't know it when we were kids, I guess. But in latter decades, scientists say that it just so happens, and this is why I find it funny, it just so happens that the Earth is exactly the right size to support life. We, we now know that if it was a little bit smaller, just a tiny bit, the, what's called the magnetosphere, I write about this in the book, 
wouldn't be powerful enough to hold in the atmosphere. Okay. And we would be just like Mars. No okay. life. Okay. Okay. So so bigger, now now we're no not now we're in the weeds. And I and I like this, but you know, we don't we don't have all day on this thing. So the the question that 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 I have and is to whether or not, you know, is God dead? I mean, I believe in God. I went to Catholic schools. I went to Notre Dame High School and all that stuff. The, uh, why is it that people when they're on their deathbeds, you know, they can say I'm an agnostic. They can say I'm an atheist. They could say whatever. They pray to God. Or if they get the diagnosis of cancer, all of a sudden it's, oh, God, help me with this. Right. All of a sudden right. they're back to church. Is it? Is there this subliminal sense within us, Eric Metaxas, who is the expert on all of this stuff that's <laughs> God-related, um, that, that that's built into us that we're, where we actually believe it, but we're— we, we can't bring it to our conscious level to say because I don't know anyone who went to yeah. their death and said, ah, you know what, you know, this is it. Uh, you know, it's a big bang theory. I'm just going to it's going to be over. Everyone thinks some there's something more. Actually, I mean, what you're saying kind of proves the point. And I, I write about this at the end of the book. But just what you just said proves something. In other words, you can say what you want. We, we can all say, like, I hate God. I was raised in, a, in an oppressive religious home. I hate it, and there's those people. You could say all that. Okay. But at the end of the day, the alternative, there is no God in the universe. You and me, we all arose through random mutations, accidents, meaningless, from nowhere. When we die, there's nothing. The reason that's repulsive to most people is two, two, two reasons. Number one, it's simply not true so so the idea of it is just is is kind of insane and somehow inside we we know that but i guess if you want to know if there's meaning in the universe if you want to know if there's something beyond right just the fact that we long for meaning just the fact that when you're in your deathbed you're you're kind of instinctively it to me that's evidence that guess what you were created in god's image without him Nothing makes sense. You know in your bones, every cell in your body is made by him, sustained by him. You can't get away from it. You, you, you can't. It's like the painting you know, uh, is signed by the, by the person who made the painting, but the painting doesn't like it. Well, you're stuck. The signature is part of the painting. God is with every one of us. We cannot really exist with him. If you want to use your brain to push him away, we have free will. But at the end of the day, every one of us longs for it. And usually on deathbeds, you see that. Well, yeah, but you know what? It's even before. It's if you get a diagnosis of cancer or if yeah. you, leave, or you lose your job. Um, you know, I just find it, I find it fascinating that people who don't believe in God or don't act as though they do, uh, don't bring it to the conscious level or suddenly, you know, begging for God to help them. But I want to, I want to transition a little bit with Eric Metaxas and, and you're a brilliant man. I mean, everything I said about you, I mean, you got, got you've sold millions of books. I mean, you hit into the heart of a lot of people. And, you know, uh, last week on the show, I, I had Mitch Album, who, I love Tuesdays with Maury and uh, those books as well, where he kind yeah. of brings the physical into the, you know, the the inspirational and the faith based intersection. Right. What I want to do that with you with politics. 
You know, yeah. when we talk about the southern border, you know, when I am very upset about the southern border, I'm upset for right. a variety of reasons, not the least of which, you know, as a prosecutor, I want to know who's coming in as a pedophile. Uh, you know, is, yeah. is there a racist, uh, not a, ra right. a rapist? Is there I'm not saying they all are. I'm saying many of them want jobs. Many of them want to join in the fruits of the of cornucopia of that America offers. But yeah. how do you how do you balance you know, when you hear the Catholic Church and Catholic Charities, you know, everyone's a child, a child of God, you know, but when Nancy oh, Pelosi no, says no, no, it no, about no. MS-13. I'm going to tell you right now, Catholic Charities, they are totally wrong. They're Good. full of baloney, and I will tell you why I say that. Because a lot of – see, they trade on people's guilt. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, the Catholic Charity – let me tell you what. They're a thousand percent wrong. doesn't mean they have the name Catholic Charities. Here's, here's the point. If we in America, okay – had more money and food and what, what, than, we, than we could possibly use, because of the hearts of most Americans, we'd be the first ones to say, come on in. We want to share it with you. We are not in a place right now. I mean, wh why do I have a lock on my door? Because I hate people? Because I don't care about the suffering? Because I don't care? Obviously not. It's common sense. If you have any common sense, you say, America has always been welcoming. My mother and father came to this country as immigrants on boats, speaking other languages. Right. And they, they raised me to love this country more than anybody. Why? Because they understand what we have here is a beautiful and a rare thing. And if you let this all go to hell because you have some misguided sense of welcoming the stranger – not, not not a guided sense, a misguided sense of like everybody come on in. Uh, the doors on my on my my house and whatever, just just come on in, take whatever you want. We all know common sense is that is that is absolutely foolish. So if anybody appreciates immigration and people coming up more than anybody, I do. But my parents had to do it the right way. Right. They didn't just they didn't sneak in. They didn't they didn't. And why? Because it shows respect. You know, if, if you come to somebody's home and you're going to take their food, that's disrespectful. But if, if they invite you in and you say thank you and you say this is wonderful, can you, uh, can you use me? Uh, can you give me a job? You know, it's a completely different attitude than what the Democrats are pushing. And I tell you, it makes me sick that, that the Catholic Church and Catholic Charities are on this bandwagon. That Shame on them. They can get it wrong. This pope has gotten nine out of ten things wrong god well, let doesn't me get join it wrong you. let me join but, you but on that leaders Eric, can get it wrong. let me let me join you on that when i was at the southern border uh they were talking about some of these children young children coming through uh alone some of them and uh, catholic charities were picking them up there's no dna there's no fingerprinting they're just taking the children we don't know where they're taking them we don't know who they are these what, ngos the non-government Go it goes much further. You're, those kids, the only reason those kids came here is because this administration encouraged them to come. In other words, they should know, of course you're not going to get in. Then they, they wouldn't come. But, but this has all been created by folks like uh, Catholic Charities, by folks like this phony uh, administration uh, that's fundamentally anti-American. Yep. We, we have to understand that these people – you don't blame the people – God bless these poor people. They, they want what they don't have. You don't blame them. My parents came here wanting freedom and opportunity and you know, being able to raise their kids. Who doesn't want that? You don't blame them, but you blame the people that basically suckered them into, into coming here 
Uh, it, they should never have been encouraged to do this. And so it is, of course, it's tragic. And then people play in your heartstrings. Oh, look, they're, they're, they're suffering. Yeah, the only and that's what they're, they're doing. Alone, of course, of course. That's what they're doing. And Americans are saying, oh, you know, we have an obligation. The church says this, that, and the other thing. But I was curious because I couldn't agree with you more. I think that there are a lot of differences. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it's almost as though, uh, you know, people have, you know, they, they have divided loyalties, but they also have ulterior motives. And I think oh. that that, that, <laughs> that motive is incredible. And, you know, we can say this on the day after Christmas and be very comfortable about saying it. I mean, it's not it's not. Well, something, listen, yeah. the, the, the day the Catholic bishops will condemn Joe Biden for, for daring to take communion when he is pushing abortion on America. It, you know, most people see through this. And the, the reason most people are cynical about religion is because of hypocrisy like you see coming from the Catholic Church. That's game playing. If you believe something, live it out and tell people like like Nancy Pelosi and, and Biden, if you're going to push these policies, you can't take communion. You, you can't make up your own rules. If you want to be a part of the church, these, these are the rules. And you have a leadership position in America, and you're pushing anti-Christian uh, stuff out there, and, and, it's, and it's not acceptable. But, but you know, people, they want to they keep seats but, in the but pews. But so why they does the church feathers. do that? Let, let's try to get into the motivation of the church. Why does the Catholic Church allow someone like Joe Biden, who, who is supporting, supportive of abortion, and, uh, you know, you've got Nancy Pelosi, third-term abortion, and, and, yet, and yet they allow them to have communion? What, why? What, what did, what did uh, Cardinal, um, I can't think of his name here in New York. I, I've, met him, I've been on his radio. Dolan? Dolan. Okay. Why didn't Cardinal Dolan confront Governor Cuomo. Cuomo, yep. Okay, Cuomo pretended to be a Catholic, right? I'm Italian, I'm Catholic. Baloney, you're anti-Christian, you're anti-Catholic, but you want to play the game because you want to get votes. And I'm going to tell you, it, it's the role of, of leaders. I, you know, it, there's misguided uh, generosity sometimes. People say, oh, I don't want to be divisive. You, that is your job to be divisive, not not to be divisive with glee but to do your job says this this is right and this is wrong so when you have somebody like a governor cuomo celebrating abortion until the moment of of birth in nine months the catholic leader ought to go to him and say that is wrong and if you don't rescind that uh, Mm -hmm. i will speak publicly on this and you Mm -hmm. want to talk about votes you lose you lose some votes but I think that uh, a lot of people in the church, not just the Catholic Church, but in, 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 in the church in general, there are some people that are stand-up heroes, and there are other people that they're looking you know, to, to what, what do people say I should say, what's going to happen if That's I say this, whatever. We it need really heroes. Is. I mean, I speak about this a lot. It, it, it makes me sick, particularly when religious leaders don't get this, because they, they're more guilty than, than the other guys. So this is... Uh, because they, know better. The because they know better, Eric Metaxas. They absolutely well, know better, and they know what they're doing. You know, even, even if they don't know better, the point is that if you're, if you're a religious leader, you're obliged to know better. So if you're too dumb to know better, you, you shouldn't be leading. You shouldn't be there. And I have to say that that's why – I mean, look, on my own radio program, I, I talk about this stuff all the time because it's infuriating. There's nothing worse than when people in, in, in the church, in the evangelical church, in the Catholic church, when they – 
suck up to this Marxist woke ideology. When, when I wrote the book, Is Atheism Dead? I wasn't even thinking about this, but I thought to myself, when you take God out, what do you get? You get Marxism. In America, mm-hmm. it's basically leftist cultural Marxism. They pretend to give lip service to God, but they are utterly anti-God. I mean, the Marxists okay. all around the world, the, the Chinese, if, if okay. you have faith in those places, they will crush you because you're the biggest threat to their power if you believe wow. in God and truth. And, and you see that you. in but America we're, today. We're, it's, it's crept in. We, I wish I had an hour to talk to you about this, Eric Metaxas. You are you are brilliant. I love your energy. I love your passion. I love your honesty. And I love the way you think. So I want to thank you for joining us, Eric, on, on the Sunday morning show with uh, with me. And uh, your book is, uh, it's got to be fascinating. I haven't read it yet, and I'm going to go well, out and pick it up. I really am. I'm excited. It will, will shock you. It's called Is Atheism Dead? A lot yep. of stuff in there. You will be shocked, and that's why I wrote it. I said people need to to know this is real the evidence has come out let's all you know let's We're all ready. let's all get psyched about it we'll be bolder in our faith once we know our faith is deeply rational and it you is got it all right eric metaxas thank you so much for joining us god bless and happy new year you. take care back at you thank Bye. you <laughs> take care